Hello, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Welcome to the fifth and final volume of the Mental Health in Dating series. In part four, Erin, a successful 29-year-old with ADHD, began telling her love story. Erin is married to someone who also has ADHD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. She described how their first year as newlyweds was difficult. But in their second year, they found strategies for managing ADHD, and now they are much happier. Today, she reveals the three secrets that changed everything. So much of what Erin says goes beyond ADHD, and shows the difference between men and women, how we think and communicate. Aaron's advice helps us bridge the communication gap between the sexes. Indeed, these three tips can help most couples be happier. My name is Erin Kozad. I am 29 years old. I am originally from Omaha, Nebraska, but I've relocated to Ontario, Canada. What is your diagnosis? ADHD combined subtype, which is hyperactivity and inattentive. I also have generalized anxiety disorder, social anxiety disorder, and clinical depression. The three strategies that I would have for someone in a relationship or in a marriage with or without ADHD is communication, organization, and expressing love. The first tip revolves around communication. Give your ADHD partner clear instructions. Don't just assume that they know what you need or what you want. They must be explicitly told what you want them to do. Guessing games are just a recipe for disaster in any relationship. So when you communicate your feelings, you want to try to avoid placing blame, which would put the other person immediately on the defensive, but do be explicit about what you need. So something like, I feel like I hardly ever see you anymore, and I really miss doing things together. I really need some time with you this weekend. That also sets a boundary that you're sticking to. I really want to see you this weekend. Setting boundaries is important. Like, I expect to see you this many times a week, or I expect to go on a date night one time a week. Setting boundaries and expectations are really important for relationships so that there's no kind of guessing and then there's no disappointment when they don't guess right because guessing games are just a setup for failure. What is vague? Would it be vague if I said I miss you? It's, it's great to say I miss you, but if you say I miss you and you expect them to say, oh, well, then I'll come over, that is not what's going to happen usually. They will not get that message. You're going to have to be very explicit. And I find that this is not just true of ADHD men. In my experience, this is true of most men. There is a communication gap between the sexes, right? Right, exactly. It's just that some of these issues are exacerbated or like worse when you have uh, when you have a spouse with ADHD or if you're in a relationship with someone with ADHD, but these are tips that work for every relationship.
My second piece of advice would deal more, I guess, with marriage or living with somebody would be organization. It's really important for, especially for an ADHD person, to try to stay organized and you don't want to turn into someone's secretary. So making it easy for them to stay organized is helpful. Working together, brainstorming strategies for that is great. ADHD people are visual. So for instance, at my house, I bought a set of hooks next to my door and I bought, it's not a buffet table, but it's like a table with a bunch of drawers in it for the front hallway. That way, immediately when I get home, I hang my keys on this hook so I always know where my keys are. I hang my purse on a hook so I always have my purse by the door ready to go. And then I have a basket on this table, a visual reminder, so I put anything in the basket that needs to go for the next day. For instance, for this interview, I knew I would need my headphones. So when I got home yesterday, I put my headphones in my basket. That way I wouldn't forget them this morning. And this reduces the stress in a person's life and therefore it reduces the stress within the relationship. Absolutely. It puts you in a bad mood when you forget something. And often you get relationship where people are going to place blame. Organization helps a lot. Also defining rules for household chores. Making lists visual helps too. So like sticky notes on the back of the door for grocery lists. Instead of me complaining that he's not doing enough, it could be this is what I will do. This is what you'll do. We can list it out. Exactly. And you're going to have to communicate that explicitly. Guys, especially, I find, but it may be true girls too, but I, I find with guys, they need to be exactly told what you want. So even when it comes to a grocery list, you can't just say, well, don't you know what we need? I guarantee you, they do not. They don't think of these things, right? So you're going to have to sit down with them and say, okay, we're going to the grocery store and I need you to pick up these five things on the list and I'm going to pick up those five things on the list. And they now have apps for that on an iPhone that you can share your grocery list with your partner. I have a friend who does does that. So she splits up the grocery list between her and her fiance and they each go and pick up the things from the list and meet back at the aisle to save time. My third tip was about love, and it's always important to remember to express appreciation for the other person, to express empathy. Guys are more sensitive to this than most women think. Just saying, thank you for taking the garbage out. I really appreciate that you did that. Or I might say after my husband makes dinner, thank you so much for making dinner. I really appreciate that you did that. Those little things go a long way. Also, allow your ADHD partner especially, but most most people, time to decompress after work. A lot of people will kind of, especially if one partner doesn't work the same hours, kind of bombard the other person when they come home with all this information. About what happened during the day? What happened during the day or what they might need to do, what we need to do tonight, whatever the case may be. We need to run these errands because that's what's on their mind at the moment. But try to let the person decompress after work. ADHD people especially need that transitional time from one activity to the next. So giving them some time to transition from work to family time would be really good. So let them do something by themselves for a little while. So, you know, my husband comes home. I want to tell him about whatever happened during my day. And there's game on and he sits and watches the game. I could wait until the game is over if it's not an emergency to update him. Exactly. Or halftime. Halftime, right, exactly. You know, there's obviously disparity in general where men want to sit and watch, they sit and watch the game more than women, whatever game is on. 
And right. we're not interested in whatever game is on. Some of us as women are not interested in sports at all. Or we're just interested in particular sports. So if we're not interested, sometimes we can just talk over the game. Right. You know, and as he's trying to watch this basketball player do this at the end of right. the fourth quarter. So Sally said this to me at work. And, the, and I'm like, why isn't he listening? Right. Yeah. And he's focused on that. And it, oftentimes it's used as their decompression period or de-stressing. Women de-stress by talking. Guys de-stress Amen. by watching a football game, playing a video game. They don't like to talk when they're de-stressing. So if you really need to relax and you're stressed out and you can't talk to your partner right away, give a girlfriend a call first to let him have that decompression time. And then you can tell him all about it after he's had his downtime. Once you've told your best buddy about it, you won't need to express all of it to right. him. You've gotten a lot of it out of your system. Right. And that'll make more time for you to do things with your partner. Exactly. It doesn't involve around the stress of your life. Right. Exactly. To conclude, Aaron shared three tips for relationship success that we can all use. First, communicate clearly. Second, stay organized. Third, and finally, express love. You can always hear other Flip Switch podcasts and read my blogs at www.thebalancedmind.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Follow me on Twitter. My handle is at FlipSwitchTeens. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to FlipSwitch.